What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another installment of Lyles Movie Files. Back at it, as usual, with the little brother, Jace. How are you, good sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Good. Let's talk the book of Boba Fett. Now, last time we were talking, they're doing a lot of flashbacks. So they, they listened to us. They listened to the show and responded. They said, okay, we had a plan. We're going to scrap it. We're going to do it all over again. So what they gave us this time was about five minutes of flashbacks, but they were killer and major. But let's talk about the bulk of this episode. Boba Fett gets called into the office and has to deal with... <laughs> He has to deal with some biker gang stealing stuff. And good thing they're not a bed and breakfast that's being run by Tony Stark. They'd have coffee grinds in the garbage disposal. But this biker gang has traded out some of their parts for mechanical implants. So they've got some heels and legs removed and feet taken off. Eyes gone. Hands. So they can get out these new cybernetic parts. This is the discount cut rate Darth Vader program. But they looked all right. And hey, it looks like they're not in pain like Darth Vader is, so they're kind of kind of rocking with it more than Vader. Oh, it hurts. But they immediately proved that they could do something because Boba Fett was like, eh, I don't need to bust you guys. I'll let you come work for me. And I have a theory about why he did that, which we'll get into later. But they immediately proved their worth because Blackheart Santon tried to kill Boba Fett. <laughs> he was like, yo, don't sleep. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> he came through. And he was just tossing him around. And, and then he was just, you know, dealing with the four biker gang members, the Gamorrean guards. And then Fennec came. And they finally were able to deal with him by putting him down the Rancor pit. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm somebody who I think I probably saw a little bit about him in the, in the comic book. But seeing him in live action was like, oh yeah, like I'll bet Boba Fett's the baddest dude in, in the world, in the galaxy. Nah, man, I, I tossed that dude. <laughs> yeah, he had to get his posse around to actually even had a chance with me. And even then, he still had to actually drop me down a pit. And I still would have took him if I needed to. Right. So yeah, that, that was cool. That was a good intro for me. Yeah. So he did a really good job on that. And in that flashback scene, we saw that Boba was going to go make a deal with the Pike Syndicate so they can be the official protectors for their trade route through the Dune Sea. And they're like, sorry, we've already got a, a deal struck with the other gang and they're escorting everything. And Boba was like, leave that to me and we'll take care of them, no problem. But he's in for a super surprise. Apparently, everyone that leaves their families in Tatooine has really bad luck. So he comes back all of his Tusken Raider crew is gone, killed, burned. It's just a mess. And I thought it was really ironic the way they did this because Robert Rodriguez was subtle, but I felt like the wide shot really conjured up that imagery with Boba in the Geonosis, Geonosian arena where everyone is gone, the fight's continuing, and he's just left alone holding Django's helmet. He didn't care about the rest of the fight because... His only family's gone. And now he's going through that again. And that's why I'm kind of thinking that for Boba, community and family is a huge part of his life. Like he lost his father early on. And then, all right, well, I need something to fill the gap. I'll hang out with this, this squad of bounty hunters. Sorry, right, so now I'm going to roll with and be a bounty hunter for a while. 
and these guys get taken out and get separated or whatever. Now I'm going to roll with Jabba because Jabba provides job security and he's got a huge community of people for me to hang out with. So he's with them. He's part of that family. Then some slave Leia chick comes and kills him, chokes him out. And he's he wakes up. He survives the, the Sarlacc pit. His whole community's gone all over again. And now it's like, well, geez, what's up? So then he's got to go. He's hanging out with the Tusken Raiders and then they get killed. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Mando, I'll help you. I need somebody else to roll with. And Finnick, yeah, I won't kill you because I need I need a partner to hang with. So now he's got a whole reason to start filling out the rooms in the palace because he likes having people around him. That's how Boba rolls. Boba, Boba, Boba's not the loner bounty hunter we all thought he was or used to be. He's actually a dude. It's like, all right, I'm cool being by myself, but I actually, you know, I need somebody to come home to. Right. I need um, people. You know, I, 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 as much as I talked about last week, I'm glad I, I watched this one because it the the switch of the, the um, flashback from present tense was that was like yeah that's what I kind of would like even though now it's like well there's no reason to go back unless you're gonna show Boba getting revenge on uh, Pikes uh, yeah which I mean again then, then, then it's like and then how it comes up like how later on in this episode it's like. Oh wait, y'all are y'all coming back to this earth? I mean, this world? Oh no, I'm taking all y'all pikes out. Um, I, I but I, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm intrigued to say how much we're gonna focus on like next week's kind of dynamic. Of, like, are we gonna go to fifty fifty based on like kind of this this flashback was like, oh wow, dude, we were starting to get to know the Tuscans. We, we were thinking they were gonna build a little bit. We were thinking you know they're gonna be longer. They're gonna be in here longer than we expect. But it's like. Nope, they're all dead. Episode three, it's like gone. Oh, even the warrior chick? Nah, she's dead. Oh, the the chief? Nah, gone. Oh, the little kid? We didn't see even the little kid. kid. We didn't see the little kid, did we? I don't think we saw. I, him. Just, I, I thought, I thought, like the women and the children. Yeah, I think that they were all gone. They're animals, and I destroyed them like animals. Yeah, one run cute, Anakin. But um, I'm 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 now. Huh? He should have been better than that. Eh. He's a Jedi. I, eh. Come on, man. They had to come to him for that day. That was a, that was a rogue. That was a rogue bunch of Tuscans. The rest of them were honorable. <laughs> I, I, I'm here, but the Skywalker clan apparently. They got hey, beef with the if there's any buried lightsabers, also stay away from them. If but wait, that didn't happen at all. But I'm 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 definitely gonna see where they go. Yeah, it's it's really good. I was doing my Jedi mind trick to make you forget that ever happened. What happened? Yeah, exactly. So really fun episode. I really like this. They were chasing after the major domo of the mayor, and he's like, Yeah, they're with pikes. But the coolest thing in the entire episode was the huts coming back, the hut twins. Hey, dude, sorry we sent this killer bounty hunter assassin to come kill you while you're sleeping. Our bad. There's a whole other group trying to take over this spot. We're leaving because war's bad for business. I love that. They were just like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're out of this. You, you have your fun. And to make apologies, to make amends, to show that we're really cool huts, we're going to give you this brand new Rancor calf. Rancor! A brand new Rancor! And we're going to throw in machete just for fun. Machete. 
<laughs> I was like, is that Danny Trejo? It is. Yes. It is. <laughs> did you catch the Mandalorian cameo too? No, I did not. Okay, so you remember the mechanic who helps Mando with his ship when he comes to Tatooine? With the yeah. droids, she's walking in the background when Boba is riding on the uh, Bantha to go talk to the Pikes. Oh, okay. So look, it's really like a, oh yeah, look there she goes. But it, it's okay. They don't zoom in. I think at I saw all. her. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw her hair. That's yeah. what. But I'm like, I remember it because I remember the little droids. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, that makes. I was like, wait, that is her. But yeah, they don't they don't zoom in close. But it was it was a nice little cameo to show, hey, yeah, this is all part of that same big larger world that you've been invested in, which is awesome and great. Oh, so it's all connected, right? When it makes sense, when it starts making sense, then you just whoosh, you cut it. Now, speaking of things that are gonna be cut, um, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're three episodes in of this seven episode series or season. So it was like, ah, we're almost over. How do you think it's gone so far? Like I said, I think three is a good, like, just like I said about um, Wanda, Wanda Vision, I think three to four is probably the best time to jump into these um, Marvel series, Marvel DC series, I'm sorry, Marvel Star Wars series. And that way you get a good little binge and like, and then you can go week to week after. So I think it's, I think this is going good, but I think, I think it definitely is going to pick, it, it definitely picked up for me in the third episode. Now I'm like, okay, I will, I do want to watch it week to week versus last week. I'm like, you can eh, give me them flashbacks and back to back episodes and maybe I'll be hooked. But now it's like, okay, I, I catch this a little better. All right. So there was a show that you decided you just weren't gonna invest in whatsoever solely because of the network it's on so naomi based on the newest or one of the newer dc heroes aired last night on the cw you wanted no parts of it i watched it and i thought it was fine definitely something i'll continue watching it didn't feel like the standard cw arrowverse show um, which is a good thing it didn't feel like, oh, we're trying to do Black Lightning again, which was also a good thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's based off of a comic book written by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. And the miniseries was fine as an introduction. I felt like it ended just when they were starting to build her up. And the first episode really kind of had that same spirit where... We're starting a mystery and we're doing the slow burn on it. Not a whole lot of super heroic action. But I thought one thing that was really puzzling was in the comic book, Naomi is just on the regular earth and Superman is fighting some villain in her town. And she's a super Superman fangirl. She runs a fan site for him and all this stuff. And this is her first encounter with Superman. It's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I can't believe Superman's in our town. In the show, they take a really weird approach where it's Superman is a fictional character, which is very odd. <laughs> it's very odd. It's just something where it's like, well, I don't I think you're you're creating more problems than you really need to with this. 
You could just have Superman never come to her run of the mill, slow, nothing happen in town. That makes more sense than people going, you know, Superman's fake, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's not Batman. It's not a thing where, okay. And even that was a stretch that this urban legend where he's beating all these psychotic people. That's, that's, that's totally a, a cop fabrication. They're going, <laughs> Superman doesn't, doesn't exist in this one. And then just like the comic, Superman pops up in her town, fights a bad guy. There's property damage and everybody's like, oh man, that was amazing special effects. And what a stunt. And I'm like, these people sound really stupid because something happened. Why are y'all acting like, oh, it's not real. So I thought that was an unnecessary problem that they inserted into the show. It's not like they have to worry about Tyler Hoshland showing up every episode or every other episode. I think that would have been cool. You know, like they're good CW shows, Stargirl, Superman and Lois and Naomi. Uh, holding it together and starting their own corner of the CW verse. But for whatever reason, they decided to make it more complicated. So we'll see what they end up doing. I'm not really happy about that development. But I thought as the first episode of a show of a character who is literally a running joke, which says, hey, I'm new here. That's all she's doing now in anything that Brian Michael Bendis writes because he has too many characters and every, every issue of justice league she has to say it like i have a bad feeling about this it's hey i'm still new here like he literally wrote this last issue i'm still new here and and i'm just like dude you're the only one that thinks it's funny so i, I, I went on a long tangent about uh, bmb's naomi writing i i think this is going to be better because they're actually going to spend the time developing her outside of a catchphrase that's lame I will tell you if as the season progresses, if it's worth you watching it since you're so dead set against it. But again, I'm I'm, okay. Let me say why I'm I'm I'm, I do not I definitely don't want to see another formulistic um, CW property. I don't want to see the love triangle. Well, you start being teenage years. You I mean like. Good thing about like Superman and Lois is they had teenagers. They didn't start in the stupid love triangles. Like, okay, thank you. I can deal with that. I don't know anything about Naomi, but you put her in high school, which automatically puts me in there. Like, oh, this is where we're going to start. Yep. CW has their hands on this. I don't really want to jump on it. I mean, like, call me. This is much more likely. I, I, again, Naomi is a blank slate to me. I don't know anything about her. She's a blank slate to pretty much everybody. She's been around since 2019. And the guy who co-created her still hasn't done anything to flesh her out in the comic books. So it's basically, she's got lots of power. Maybe like Superman level. Who knows? And yeah. What is, I mean, and then you, not just her being a blank slate. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give Marvel a chance. DC properties? No, I'm not willing to invest any more chances on you guys. You guys have burned me way too many times. Like, unless it starts off good or something I actually like, I'm not jumping on it. Like, if they come out with a Green um, Green Lantern series on HBO Max that doesn't have Jon Stewart, don't want to watch it. I'm not going to waste my time on it. Um, any, I mean, just like any of these properties, it's like, unless you give me a whole... Let me binge it and then make my decision. But property I don't know anything about and putting it on another earth 
on a random part of a random multiverse, which we don't admit the multiverse meant other than the fact that Marvel came out with a great idea on a multiverse and they're actually going to make money on it and all this good stuff. We, the actually co- the creators of the multiverse in comic book form, but we screwed that up now and we're giving you crap. And for some reason, why would... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go off my next tangent on this whole stupid thing. Why in any world would anybody come up with a Superman like he's Santa Claus? Like, I don't... That seems stupid starting with. I mean, it's just like... I read I read that review on LylesMoviefile.com. And I, I read that. I'm like, come on, man. You don't, you don't need to do... Y'all can't just make the simple landing, man. Like, it's just stupid. Like, you... How many... I'm sure there are many people in, in Superman and Lois World who've never seen Superman. You just see him on the TV. Like, why is this a thing? Like... He's not always going to be in Nebraska today. Like, it's okay. Like, he's not. What was, uh, <laughs> where was, uh, Static from? Dakota. Yeah. Like, he's, maybe he's not, he's not hanging out in Dakota every day on day. He's got Metropolis. I mean, you see him on TV, he's cool, but he doesn't have to be there. Like, why would you make him a Santa Claus thing? It's like, kind of like Kanye West. I've never seen Kanye in person, but I know he exists because he's on everything and i feel like they could have just done the same thing where it's like okay why would you think superman would ever come to a lowdown town like ours it's fine to just do that but it sets up this immediate roadblock of storytelling potential where then it's wait superman does exist is he real and it's a problem that's gonna be like insulting your audience intelligence but it's also it, it, it like you said it puts that roadblock like how am I going to get on board with this when you do stuff like that on on set? It's just like, come on, man. Just give me something I want to give me something I want to root for other than black character cuz hey, you guys on CW have already shown that you don't have any loyalty or you know, making sure we actually prop up our our black superheroes cuz Black Lightning got what? Four seasons? And hell, we're we're going to put you on a other earth and we're still not really even though you're Part of the irregular, if we're still going to have you guys in some really random crap in season four, that anybody else than your superheroes could have helped you out with. But nah, y'all, y'all are good. So I'm, 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 I'm very hesitant on watching this show at all. Okay, maybe this bit of DC news will be a little bit better for you. So there were some set photos of Batgirl, which is still slated for HBO Max, not movie theaters. But in the set photo, there was a mural with Batman. But he's not alone. He's got Robin next to him, you know, spray painted on a wall and indicating that in the Batgirl universe, which I'm not sure which world this is anymore. It's probably going to be after Flashpoint that Robin is a thing. And there's speculation that the Batgirl miniseries or HBO movie is going to tease lead to a Nightwing film. But one thing I was really excited about and very, very ecstatic to see. Leslie Grace actually had her hair dyed red. So I know this seems like a small thing, but I feel like there's so many times with these DC characters where they're just like, yo, my hair is pink. I'm I'm fine to be Superman because I'm not, not dying my hair for this role. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you can be Superman with pink hair. No problem. Why? Like, I mean, like... 
I mean, they, extreme, but they just they don't seem to care about those little. Small yeah, it's like it, it's funny. Like by having everybody the same, it's like I mean, like even like we were, you were messing with, like, hey, the, none of these superheroes are blind. I'm like, I get it. There aren't that many thirty year old or thirty year old white guys really who have blonde hair anymore, unless they die. I mean, it your hair starts changing. No, I mean, it just you know, it changes. You know, it, your hair gets darker as your age. It's like, but. Here comes it's like well, Joe Buck can, would argue with you there, Jace. Who? Joe Buck. Hey, Joe Buck's hair is naturally blonde. Yeah, hey, I'm sure his stylist will say, sure. How much is that uh, payment I got to make? But no, I mean, it would have like, like just to see some kind of dis- diver- extra layer of diversity on screen. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, but having having that girl recognizable. Like she needs to have red hair, but not red hair like Batwoman. So you kind—I mean, if if Batwoman's still gonna be a thing by the end of this, uh, by the time they actually get to the screen, I mean, Batwoman. There's no reason that she can't be in this movie universe too. I just—I'm still very confused. You're funny, <laughs> man. You—you act like you got some faith in DC to actually say, "Hey, we—we don't, we don't need to." kill off Constantine because we're going to have an HBO Max series? Come on! You guys have been doing that for years! We can, we can stay out of that! <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. You know, it was sad because as I was saying, I was thinking that feels like I'm planning a lot more than they have on this thing. So You're probably right. They have no yeah. idea who Batwoman is. I'm like, what? Oh, shoot. I thought that was her. There's, there's, there's a series of that? Oh, we got to cancel that Batwoman thing. She's played by a black woman. Doesn't matter. There's two redhead ladies. They're going to be... Con- the, the audience will be confused. We got to get rid of the show. It's highly possible. Now, one thing, because Marvel Studios could care less about your confusion, and they decide you're going to be smart enough to figure it out, or you have access to Wikipedia or Google. They apparently... The internet. Yeah, the internets. Apparently... Someone over at Marvel Studios, maybe even Kevin Feige, reached out to Ben Affleck. Hey, Ben, you want to show up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and play Matt Murdock, your Daredevil character again. Now, there's no rumor if he actually signed up and said, hey, I'm down for it. But it is essentially confirmed that they did reach out to him just because why not? You're part of a legacy of our movies and we're celebrating all parts of it. And I was... As I was going through stuff, I saw this article that said 14 ways where Ben Affleck's Daredevil secretly awesome. No crap. Just go to the the director's cut version and watch it. And now it wasn't done in 2008, which I consider the delineation point of all comic book movies. Because that's when you had Dark Knight, when you had Iron Man and the rules game changed everything before that is before Iron Man. And as far as I'm concerned, there there are some good movies in there. And, and there's a spectrum of good movies and good stuff within that time frame. But by that point, everything changes with Iron Man and Dark Knight. And even, yeah, of course, they, Dark, I mean, uh, Batman Begins. But I mean, like, they, they proved they can make a PG-13 movie that is not super campy but it has like elements of realism that everybody can kind of get to. Like that, that was the whole, once you got to Iron Man, but it's like you had blade which showed, Hey, we can make a rated R blade movie 
that is a comic book property that probably helped Marvel survive actually being comic book to actually get to this point and being sold by, you know, in which we all enjoyed our movies. Like, Blade 1 and 2? You, you, you try and say those weren't good. I was. Hey, I was hey, you can I, stop talking right there. You just you're, you have nothing. You have nothing I, to say. I happily watched Blade Trinity because because uh, Ryan Reynolds was funny and Wesley Snipes is on his. I don't give a. <laughs> How much is this paycheck? I'd like to pay this tax you know bill. What? Wesley Snipes was so good as Blade. He could literally day walk through that. Boom, boom. But that really suffered from a terrible. Terrible Dracula. I mean, Heat Wave just isn't doing it for me. He left me ice cold. Dude, Heat Wave could have been a Dracula if you wrote, like, hey, Drake. His name's Drake. Why the hell's his name Drake? He's Dracula. Like, what the crap you need to make him a shape-shifting dude? Like, give him all of Dracula's powers and not, oh, well, we had a two-second fight and now you beat me. Dude, you're Dracula. Why do you have to become Dracula's therapist or some crap? Like, that was... Uh. So I'm thinking like, that you're not going to be rewatching Blade Trinity with me. Gotcha. Not a drop. No, okay. sorry. So we, got bat, we can talk about Bat. I mean, Ben Affleck's uh, Daredevil being a competent film. I still say this. You watch the director's cut. You're not going to say, oh, this movie's horrible. This You will say this movie is better than, I can safely say, Eternals and Iron Man 3 if we were to put that in the MCU category. I, like, I'd have no problem saying Yeah, I feel like people... I don't know what the deal was. I think they wanted it to be like Spider-Man and the X-Men, but it was like, it was a product of its time. Like it is totally a 2000, early 2000 comic book movie. It feels like it's following the blueprint of the first Spider-Man film and X-Men with the, Hey, let's make this with leather. It'll work. Who cares? And I thought the helmet was kind of janky and Electra was terribly cast not because i dislike jennifer garner but just because uh that's not electra dog um oh by the way i watched daredevil season two on netflix finished it gosh that was so good um elodie young's electra awesome okay but see like and, and let me make sure i'm correct electra is greek and the comic book is greek yes but i mean like in Daredevil season two, she's not. I mean, like, and I know that was your big problem with Electra being cast is like she's not Greek. Jennifer Garner wasn't Greek, but is it, it just was more that that Jennifer Garner was playing her as uh, alias? Like she didn't okay. offer any kind of I don't know ethnic flavor to it. Like it was just hey, it's me, and she was a little bit too yeah. basic to play Electra because I Jennifer Garner's too girl next door. And I know she wasn't necessarily doing that all the time in Alias, but Electra's this mysterious kind of, mm-hmm. can I trust her? She's mm-hmm. bad for me, but I don't care because Dibby seen her. And I thought that's mm-hmm. what Daredevil season two got down so well. Like she was so, like if you want to define toxic, she was so bad for Matt, but he was <laughs> like totally addicted. Like, give me more. I'll take it. Yeah. And yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll like, I'll make it on that. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make it work. And I felt like Jennifer Garner was like a, a Kristen Durant's Mary Jane. Like she was too sweet and innocent, and nice. And they were trying to make her a bad girl, which didn't work. And in the movie, her spinoff was gosh awful. Maybe the worst. What? I think we should talk. We should probably do a no. show with the absolute worst comic book movies. Electra's going to be their right. type. Right. Again, there are certain movies like Electra. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm just not, I, I knew not to watch that back then. I'm like, 
Nah, <laughs> not gonna happen. Really, really terrible. But I, so on that on that mindset, what other characters from a pre MCU would you like to just see mm-hmm. make a random cameo? Like somebody show up. maybe Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis show up as Human Torch in the thing. That'd be wild. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think like the the original Fantastic Four would be bad. Like I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with them. Uh, I don't know if that second version of Fantastic Four, which y'all said there was a movie on. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure none of them guys want to. I mean, other than wanting to take a pay- paycheck. Like uh, Michael B. Jordan's like, if my, if, you know, I'll, I'll come back, but you know, wouldn't you rather see me as a uh, Killmonger, Black Panther from another universe? Because yes. I don't admit I was in that crowd. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're just gonna carefully acknowledge that. I said pre MCU. That was after, which makes it far worse. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> that was we are trying to keep this property, this license for no yeah, reason for other than no fight, right? darn reason. It's like, did, yeah, you <laughs> Yeah, that, that was one of their smartnesses when they finally gave in. They're like, yes, we do not need to be in this business. Here, take it. Take Fox. Take it off. Just, we're done. You want aliens to here? No what we're doing. We can't do that right anymore. So, yeah. Um, I think they, they would be cool. We've already seen some characters from Spider-Man. I love to see Blade. That would be really cool. Let's 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 throw it back. Pay homage to the dude who essentially got Marvel movies treated like a series property. Let's have Wesley Snipes in there for a second as Blade, tearing up some whatever with his sword, his whirly blade, doing his thing, and then grabbing his sunglasses and saying, "I'm out." Yeah, but I think the only problem. I mean, I want. I would rather. I would like to see that. But if you're gonna have Mahershal Ali. Before his cam, before his movie, that's the one thing you don't want to like usurp his like moment by having Blade. You're like, but he still can do Blade. You're like, man, <laughs> he, he can, but we're we're going in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I mean that, that would, I think that would be my true only one that I want. But it's also I know it's like, I mean, for all of us who watched Eternals, we heard Blade voice. We're like. Okay, I mean, I want to see what you know what y'all are going to do with Blade in a PG thirteen about vampires and stuff. So let's 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 get to that before we bring cameos of old Blade out. Yeah. So then, do you want to see the X Men? Who the what? No, I guess, I, I guess it's the same problem. Let me say this: I don't I mean Hugh Jackman. I, I know everybody. Oh, what do you see? I'm like I I. I think that X-Men was fine for its time. I hated X-Men 3. And I don't want to remember... I mean, I'm, I can, I I consider they wiped everything clean as far as I was concerned with Days of Future Past. Yes. I got no problem with them. They're cool with me. All the other X-Men, the Dark Phoenix and the... What was the the apocalypse of not really apocalypse? I, I think they called the, that. The four horsemen cobbled together with bad X-Men instead of actually using actually four horsemen. I mean, like, we barely... I mean, like, hey, you, you could have used freaking Archangel and, like, actually introduced him as Angel. Nah. It's like, again, because the Marauder saga, when he actually gets to be Archangel, far darker than you need. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, but you don't have that. It's like, I don't need it. I don't need an Archangel. Like, come on. But you, you just think of how long they could crank out awesome X-Men movies. Like... You could just take the highlights of Chris Claremont, John Burns, Run, the Paul Smith era, 
Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee collaborating with Chris Claremont. How many good movies they could do if they were just like, let's not rush it. Let's pace ourselves and do it right. It would be really, really easy to crank out great movies. Yeah, we're going to get to Rogue. We're going to get to Gambit. Just wait a second. We're going to show you. We're going to get to them. But we're going to show you why Colossus, Nightcrawler, and even Banshee are freaking cool X-Men. I'd love to see that, but I know they're going to have to be popular ones first. The funny thing is, the X-Men... Truthfully, almost. I mean, and I and I and I I'm, I'm t- I, I got to give Fox credit. They had, if you just kind of look at their continuity of X Men movies, they have. It's like you can do twenty X Men movies and not scratch the surface. So where are you I giving mean, Fox credit? I mean, you had certain characters. You had Deadpool. You had Colossus. You had Night. Oh wait, they didn't have Nightcrawler. As they far did. as I'm concerned, he was an X two. Uh, okay, whatever. He was uh, fine. He was fine. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, just, I just like um. You had uh Jean Grey. You had a, a a Cyclops. Like you had the pieces. You had a Wolverine. You had you didn't have a Rogue at all. Um, but you had the pieces, and you had it like over like eight movies, and you're like, wow, if one of these movies was uh basically them against the Marauders, which is like again, how is that story not relevant? I mean, it's like. Hey, we're the different people, and we're being hunted for being different. It's like, do you not see this movie right here? And I mean, like, you can go as meta as you want in this action movie, and then be like, we actually telling a, a really deep story in this comic book movie. And you're like, oh, we didn't understand that. It's like, this is this is where you get brought into the bigger conversation of really great movies by just landing. I mean, just telling this story in one movie and not. The Sentinels, like, the Sentinels almost kind of makes it like, well, they're persecuted, but we have a right to be afraid. And then he's like, hey, then why is Magneto wrong? I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of got to make, I mean, Magneto's slightly wrong, but when you do Sentinels, it's like, no, he's right. Um, like, but you got years of, you got your, you got the original five X-Men, you got giant size X-Men, and then you got... Whatever team they're on now, you've got a hybrid team yeah, of nine like teams of X Men. It's trash now. It's like, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm it's just saying, like, terrible. just, just, just say, like, if your core X Men, Gene, Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, please, Wolverine. yeah, I mean, you, you can have easy 10 movies and still switch out characters. And, uh, uh, like, unlike the Avengers, where you're like, oh, here's the course, like. You can have core and then switch out other cores and still be fine. But okay, I, I hear you're hesitant because you're like, but they would have years of movies based on X Men properties, they correct? Absolutely could. I feel like it's like rattling off a few movies just off the top of my head, and I'm not even cheating and looking at my comic book rack over there. You can do a giant size X-Men movie introducing the main core group right away. That's your first one. Then you could do Phoenix slash Dark Phoenix Saga in one slash two, depending on how much you want to do. Um, two moves. I mean, if, if you needed to shortchange it, you could because Marvel Studios could tell that story in one movie better than these whack versions they've done so far. I mean, they've just been like, yo, she's Phoenix, and now she's Dark Phoenix. I would end my giant size one with her being becoming Phoenix and then transitioning that to Dark Phoenix 
actually introducing Hellfire Club, so it would be different than the trash versions they've given us. Um, then I would go split up the X-Men, make X-Factor. So I'd have a Fall of the Mutants with X-Factor and X-Men. So that's branching off into two different movies. Then I've got the Fall of the Mutants and where I've got the Marauders tearing through and then, then Excalibur, 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 if you wanted, X-Factor getting Archangel. I mean, there's so many different directions. Then they do Inferno and Inferno would be ridiculously crazy. Extinction Agenda. There's so much stuff they could do really easily. Doing an actual X-Force with Cable, the New Mutants, so much stuff. And this is why I get so annoyed with the Fox X-Men films. Because it was just like, yo, here's everything of X-Men. Let's just dump it in here. And then it just, it was like the worst stew. And they just kind of <laughs> ruined these characters where it's like Kevin Feige. He's like, dude, I can't put in Magneto in a movie, an X-Men movie. That's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, you can't because they've wasted so much of this equity putting Magneto in every freaking movie. And the way I did it, you don't have to put Magneto in any of those joints. For a long time, because why is Magneto a horseman? Terrible. Like, I mean, like, and just, just, and I didn't, I stopped counting on that. But it's like you probably have at least ten movies right there. I could easily be Kevin Feige's X Men consultant and do X Men movies, no problem. Like the great Nate Moore, executive producer of some of your favorite MCU films. All right, it's time for a brand new action movie giveaway. The Commando is now available on digital and on demand. And this edge of your seat thriller starring Michael J. White and Mickey Rourke, an elite DEA agent must protect his family from money hungry criminals after finding $3 million in their home. I can imagine what you can do with $3 million. Buy or rent The Commando and watch it today. It's rated R from our friends at Paramount Pictures. And Lyle's Movie Files is giving away free digital passes so you can see it right now. So just get me up on Lyle's Movie Files at gmail.com and I'll send those passes off to you. Don't forget the commando is now available on digital and on demand. Now back to the rest of the show. Let's move on because I could just go on about the ridiculousness of Fox's X-Men for two hours. Red Notice 2 and 3 are expected to be shot back to back. And instead of just relying on Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and The Rock, you know, because his schedule's free, because he's not showing up for Fast and Furious, they're going <laughs> to add some more people, kind of like Ocean's Eleven, to keep the cast fresh, rotating some more people in. Maybe not rotating, we're just bringing more people to the cast. That could be fun. What about Vin Ooh. Diesel as a stunt cast member? I don't think it'll work. Oh, okay. Right. I'm pretty sure he would say, it's not about family. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I kind of saw that happening. It's like, very much like, because Rock is not stupid. It's like, I saw how that worked for Fast and Furious. So adding another layer of crew to... Hey, this job in uh, in uh, France is a little bigger. I mean, in Paris is a little bigger than we saw. We're gonna need another crew. I got. I think I know some guys. All right, and then top, top, in top there. Your head. Who are two people you'd add to the Red Notice franchise? Uh, if you say Kevin Hart. Oh, I'm ending the show. <laughs> Turn it off. I, you know, the funny thing is, it's like I'm sure Kevin will be like. I can do that, I'm sure and I'm sure they would be like, "Yeah, we could too." Yeah, but they've already got, but they've already got Ryan Reynolds. 
I mean, we we got we got to have a, some British person, uh, male or female, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, we, I mean, we, we we oh no, we I, I forgot our detective uh, who's trying to catch him is uh, British, so I'm sure she'd come back to try and stop them from their next caper. Um, I don't have any, I don't really have any actors that I'm like, oh, I totally would like to see because it it's like I don't want to see it like. Right, almost okay. like you almost have to figure out who isn't who hasn't been in a Fast and Furious movie that we can bring over, and that's that's just giving me like uh oh you could look at Charlize there nope she was in God's Eye Part Two or something yeah so yeah I, I can't think of anybody else that man okay Mark Strong he could be a villain or no he could be a villain <laughs> what, what, what am I talking about Mark Strong's a villain he's a villain yeah. right. yes he's always a villain Lupita Nyong'o. She's just great and everything. So I will put her there. And I had one more person. And is it actually blanking? Did it skip my head? Okay. This is not the person that I thought at first, but she would tell a Geo 4. Okay. Um, I was going to say, did you see, what was it, the 355? I did see it. You can see the review oh. exclusively, exclusively, because there's nowhere else. But I did write a review for it. As well. Online. I was going to say, like, uh, the only like, person has uh, done a review for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> exclusive home for 355 reviews. But I'm okay. one of the few exclusive ones that actually like the movie. So I am in okay. a very limited company. I'm sitting on my island, and in 10 years from now, people will be like, yo, let's talk about how good the 355 was. And I'm like, welcome to the party, pal. I mean, hey, they're still trying to get on the train that the island was actually a good movie. They're like, hey, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man films were good. Watch the dang things. Yeah, exactly. All right. So speaking of franchises that have been good and continue to be good, and I'm always lined up when the next installment comes out. John Watts, the director of Spider-Man No Way Home, is going to be one of the producers for an HBO Max original Final Destination 6, baby. I don't need to know premise one. I do know that when I am on the on the road on the highway and I see a car, a big truck toting logs, I move to the next lane. I know when I am mowing the lawn to watch for rocks. Okay, and I, I think after her. after that track, the, the the highway one. If anybody stays behind the law, you 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 live on borrowed time. I'm you like, nah, watch I'm that movie. this dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, you just have two lanes. <laughs> like, that I think that I I recently watched that out of all of them. I thought like two was kind of oh this is okay, but that the like the roller coaster one. I I, I think I missed. I might have watched it, but it, I don't think I went back to it. But the, the one on the highway was like okay, this is kind of this kind of crazy. I'm I. That was one of those franchises. I didn't get tired of it. It's like, yes, it's premonition, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, how you kill the people in a horror movie is, that's, that's I mean, that's where it takes, it's gory, but use some imagination to it. Like, almost like, try and use a saw-ish, like, kind of, how did that fluke happen? It's like, death's coming for you. It doesn't matter if you fall in the shower and somehow magically, you know, something happens to you. It's like, you death is coming for you. the shower. Like yeah. you fall, your your apartment. I'm sorry, your house catches on fire. 
and you slip on the knives that you decided to have up in your dishwasher. Like, hey, I never do that because of that dag movie. I'm like, no, why would I? I might magically slip in my kitchen and have my back full of knives. No, never going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those movies are PSAs. Like, here's something you should not do. Grant, gotcha. I'll make sure I'm not doing that. I'll make sure to wash for any nail guns that could be plugged in while I'm walking by. I mean, it's just basic common sense. I think these movies are helpful. I can't wait to see what else I need to not do from Final Destination 6. So I'm all for it. All right. Last two. No, just last thing here. Because I've got to save my (laughs) DOTW for this one. The Raid is coming to Netflix. And not just the great raid in the raid to we're going to get a remake. And this one is Gareth Evans, the director of the first two raid films. He is going to be an executive producer. Michael Bay is going to be a producer, which means we'll get a nice little spin cam. And Patrick Hughes, who directed the Hitman's Bodyguard and Expendables 3, is actually going to be the director. And this one's going to be set in Philly as an undercover DEA agent goes through levels of cartel bosses to get somebody. Can I explain to you the thousands of ways this is completely unnecessary? Because it's already on Netflix. Yeah. First and foremost. (laughs) And And if it's not on Netflix... You literally just need to tell everybody, hey, watch a far better movie with subtitles or with people's dubbed in voices. No, no, no. Don't watch the dubbed voice. Don't don't watch the dubbed voice. It's terrible. It, it's I mean, the dub is not great. I I mean I I mean you know how like there's always good action movies are one of those things. It doesn't matter the language. If you tell somebody it's a good action movie, people will go see it. It's it's I mean, I will say like, you know, any of those child young fat movies, I will watch the heck out of them. Like you give me some subtitles, I'm I'm in. But the raid, when we first watched, I'm like, this movie's flipping awesome. I mean, it's like it's it the reason it translates, I mean it works better is because I don't know anything. It's actually like, hey, we got a squad trying to we're trying to bust up a drug lord and we gonna we're gonna take him down. And that doesn't exist in, I mean, like, you can't have, like, say, hell, we got a cartel full of Nino Brown, and we're going to have a deep bunch of DE agents fight martial arts fighting up up, up there. No, it doesn't work. Like, we, if you want to see something like that, go see uh, Judge Dredd in 3D, which is a far better idea you want to see than the Raid of trying to translate that. It's like, Raid 2 well, is, actual... is basically the Raid. It's huh? the, the Dredd is the Raid. And they Drug, were able to do it just fine. There's no reason a third version of this is going to be as good or necessary. I mean, it's but, just like... But you, adding the fact, it's like, the raid, because of the martial arts in there, like, in the fight, and, and I'm, it's, it's, I'm just, and I'm saying, I know, I think, uh, there's actually a fighting style that, like, they used in that movie. It was like, that was just so brutal, and I mean, it was just the violence of those, those moves. It's like, that's just awesome. Like, but if you're going to try and you can't translate that into what we, um, us, us in America, like, oh, our Kung Fu. It's like, no, nah, that's not going to look cool. I mean, it's like, it's going to look more like Dread, which Dread, again, is guns and violence, which is perfect. I'm not going to see martial arts in doing that. They're going to be a bunch of dudes with guns and then this guy trying to get upstairs to try and find the magical Nino Brown. It's like, and yes, I'm dating myself and I don't care. 
but like that, I don't, I do not. When I, I sent you that, I'm just like, I cannot tell you how much, and I do not want to see this. And then when they said Michael Bay attached to it, I was like, oh my gosh, how much raw can we have in one daggone thing of horrible? Like, I, I mean, I think Gunner, that was like one of the few times, like, I, I like tried cleaning my Facebook wall up. You know, anybody cursed it. Gunner just let loose and went blue on that. I'm like, it's got to stand. I, I, you're saying what I would say. This is garbage. Yeah, not good, Jim. Really terrible, awful idea. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan whatsoever of that plan at all. Because it just can't, it can't be, it can't be any better. It can't, there's zero chance. Yeah, like that much chance. It's going to be trash. So, not not down for it. Now, dear brother, I'm sorry. Before we get there, I have to give you kudos because you did listen and you did watch at least the first season of Cobra Kai. Yes, I'm not only the dummy of the week because I did watch season one of Cobra Kai. And yes, it was very good. And it, I, as I texted you, I was like, why aren't why weren't these the guys you hired for, to make the next you know the if you're gonna do a Star Wars uh, trilogy after the you know original six movies those are the guys you know who don't decide to take a massive dump on the you know what came before it's like everything even like the thing where like Johnny was recounting how he met his girlfriend it was like his little spin on I'm like I can see if he's like we we all saw it from our perspective and know you're kind of. But 20 years later, I wasn't as bad as I think you are. Like, yeah, you were. But we're also showing you are as bad as you are, but you're telling it to your students. I wasn't that bad. You're like, you were. And so, yeah, you, I, you got I, I a lot pissed. more great episodes to watch, but kudos, dear brother, for actually making good. You got a lot I of did. good seasons ahead of you. Yep. I, I'm, hey, I got, what is it, three more to go? Of season two? No, I got three more seasons of oh, yeah. uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I paced those out well. Very good. All right. Now it's that magical special time of the week. Who are your nominee who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Oh, I got one and one nominee, and it is the magical giant football organization for not firing Joe Judge after black after the end of that uh Washington football game. Just to say, woo, we are done with this stinker. I mean, my franchise, Denver Broncos, said as soon as the season was over, Vic, time to be a defensive coordinator again. Congratulations. Can, can, uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. But Joe Judge, special teams coach who never should have been sniffing a job, shouldn't have even sniffed two seasons. The fact that they, they had to wait a, another day after everybody talked about them so horribly, like, how is this dude not gone? And then they're like, you know what? Maybe he should be gone. So let they let him go. Fired him as soon as he did those two quarterback sneaks in the other side. <laughs> of the they should have. Oh my god! Time out. No. We're firing our coach. We need to appoint an interim head coach right now. We've actually had a special notice from the owners' box. It says on the ble- on on the ring of honor. Joe Judge is now not, no longer the coach. What the heck? Breaking I, news. That's the first. <laughs> like, Jay Glazer so, coming in with a hot report. Yeah, that was <laughs> absurd. Wait, <laughs> like, is somebody just taking his coach? Is, is somebody just taking the mic and challenge frag from him? Yes, they are. 
Yeah. Like, security's come to take, and they've got a box for him. Oh, this this is embarrassing. So, let's, let's get back to it. Hey man, we'll, we'll hey we'll deliver the beer to your house and pizzas to your house, man. Just just get on, just move on to profession. Time to go. It's time for you to leave. We're not going to shame anybody for going with pizza and beer to get over being fired. That's 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 the American hey, way. I'm not shaming the man. I'm saying he was celebrating. Shame. See, suckers gave me a year and a half. Woohoo! Two years. All right, so my nominee is whoever decided we needed a dramatic version of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> did you see that trailer? Yes, I Gosh. did. I oh, God. scream, and then I read that they're going to remake the raid, and I calmed down a little bit. But then I was like, oh, this, this is terrible. Life is crummy. Why do we need a downtrodden, dramatic version of the Fresh Prince? I mean, isn't the dramatic telling of the Fresh Prince all-American? No. I mean, like... Well, all-American is a mean, comedy that doesn't realize it's trying to be a dramatic <laughs> I, mean, I looked at that. I looked at that trailer like, oh, okay, well, oh, wow, we have, we're now in an era where Carlton is the man. I'm like, even for two seconds, I'm just like, hey. Somebody accurately said, this, this version is not for people who watch the Fresh Prince. It's like, then why actually have it? Because... A, you can call it, I mean, you can call it All-American. Will Smith can be a producer of the random, the the throne of Bel-Air. Right. You can do whatever, yeah. but calling King it the- King of Cali, King of Cali, just do it that way. Whatever, like, okay, oh, oh, that look, you know, that gives me some Fresh Prince vibes, but it's terrible. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it gives me a Fresh Prince vibe, it's fresh, if Fresh Prince were terrible. I mean, the dude's from Philly, but I don't know, it still seems like some trash. Like, yeah, I, I read I, something that was amazing, and I forgot to write my boy's name. So one of my friends on Facebook was like, "Why do we need this?" And I was in full agreement. Then one of somebody responded to him. The only reason this would be a good show is if at the end of it he realizes that he's jaded, changes his name, and moves to Miami to become a police officer. <laughs> I was like. Yes. Yeah. Right. That, sir, is the best thing I'll probably read all month, maybe even all of 2022. But yeah, they, I'll take it. That, that's that's worth it. Like, cause that literally be woo-hoo. worth the investment if he decides. I mean, hey, Will, no, call me Mike Lowry. That's the only way it works. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. We got married at first sight to watch, and we got to start putting our bets on which couple is not gonna make it. All of them. Oh, I got. I, I'm already can put my money on who I know is not gonna make it. My man, uh, Elijah Wan. Man, I want my I want my girl to come and meet at a strip club. Yes, you are so ready for marriage, my man. Yes, yeah. you are a winner. You're, you, sir, are about to be really awakened by the reality of actual married life. You want, you're not going anywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah. You want me but, to go. You're not going. Like, but it, but it's it's Thursday. It's wing night. <laughs> it's wing <No>. night. <laughs> I made some tuna. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not a buffet. Maybe you can meet up with Lou Williams to get some wings. Break quarantine and get some wings. All right. Well, bro shot. <laughs> Thank you as always. Thank y'all out there for listening and watching this episode of Lyle's Movie Files.